برنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Friday Nasiha here on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM stereo. It's a beautiful Friday morning, uh, and uh, I'll be in your company, inshallah, from now right up until just about quarter to 12 uh, this uh, morning, inshallah. I mean. Well, Friday Nasiha is always uh, bringing you a Nasiha and uh, encouragement and words of advice uh, in the deen uh, leading up until uh, Yomul Juma, inshallah. And uh, that, of course, uh, we'll be taking live again between half past 12 and a uh, quarter to two this afternoon, inshallah. Uh, in studio with me this morning, I have uh, Sheikh Kashif Damwan. Sheikh, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And our Sheikh team this morning. I'm good, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Indeed, a very good morning. Indeed, a very good morning. It is a beautiful morning outside. It's brilliant. I woke up and uh, the light was so bright, and you know it's uh, in summer. You're in summer now. And uh, it's just wonderful outside. But also, we think about uh, as much as the sun is out, we also make the for rain, also, inshallah. Because we need it, uh, especially with the impending water restrictions uh, that may come into place in the country. And then also, Another thing is uh, obviously up in in the in the north of the country, people are already uh, st- struggling with uh, water, and uh, um, government trying to make a way to get water to people there uh, when they're experiencing droughts. Inshallah, we make the Allah Subhanahu wa Taala grant us lots of rain. Uh, inshallah, and that is beneficial for us. Amen. Inshallah, Sheikh. This morning we're talking about something that uh, um, in our community we've been accused of a lack of. This morning. And we, yes, we're speaking about honesty <laughs> in Islam this morning, inshallah. So um, when, we, when, we, when we talk about honesty, um, obviously uh, one would say, yes, uh, you don't lie. Yes. But honesty is something that has um, various branches uh, yes, yes, that, yes, to yes. it, in a sense. So today we'll be exploring that, inshallah, and the Muslim's responsibility mm. in light of honesty mm. and also we have a beautiful role model in mm. the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the title that he he achieved subhanallah through his character mm. and through his honesty that i think we will obviously be also be exploring this morning uh, remember you can sms us 47913 sms us 47913 to our sms line uh, share your messages of uh, juma uh, mubarak uh, to uh, your loved ones uh, inshallah we'll read that later on inshallah but for now sheikh kashif topic is uh, honesty in islam this morning fight fadl أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبين استعين ربي صرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل قدة من لساني أفقوا قولي اللهم لا سهلة إلا ما جعلته سهلة سهل أموراً الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله We first need to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for granting us such a beautiful lifestyle that we have and I want to call it lifestyle because in inevitable the word deen means a lifestyle inshallah the other thing I want to bring to our attention is maybe the topic says honesty in Islam, but I think uh, the appropriate way of putting it always honesty in life, you understand? <laughs> because that that includes everyone that is subscribing to the belief of one God. You know, ultimately, um, we believe in one God. I, I believe also the Christians believe there's one God. I also believe that the Jews believe in one God. And so the whole word of honesty will filter right through to all of them, inshallah. So the reason why I'm saying this is because when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke in the Quran about the messengers, and here he's referring to the messengers of the Jews and the messengers of the Christians, he was always saying, 
that we made them sadiqul wa'dul amin. You know, sadiq means the truthful ones, wa'd, you know, to live up to their promise that they made, and they were trustworthy and they were honest, alhamdulillah. So that is basically what life is all about, to be honest within your life, inshallah. Um, to fix it, you know, it is actually more to do with your relation with Allah. I think there's nothing uh, more about honesty than your relation with Allah. Because ultimately, um, if a person has um, a negative approach in life, then the first one that knows about it is Allah before even he knows about it. Because Allah creates an opportunity and you need to make a decision on the opportunity that was given to us. You understand? So if, there's a, if, there's, if there was an opportunity for us to lie, it was provided by, uh, by Allah to us to lie, you understand? And we made the choice, you understand? So ultimately we need to know that there's a Allah above us that witness all of that. So where does it start? It starts with your relation with the Creator and that normally comes out strongly in the word Taqwa. You understand? And the word Taqwa is predominantly referring to the, 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 the consciousness, the awareness, the awareness and the consciousness of that nothing is restricted or nothing is hidden away from the knowledge of Allah. In other words, I cannot say Allah doesn't know this. I cannot say that Allah is not aware of what I did. Allah knows about it. And if you know that, then you would not find an opportunity, you would not look for an opportunity, you would not seize an opportunity in which you're going to be either doing something wrong or just being, being dishonest in this life. And, and we spoke earlier before we started on in. we said, and therefore even when you start speaking, before you start saying, Wallahi, for example, that, that, that some people are using this, they call it Qasam. The word Wallahi, there's a few words that is used, as they call it Qasam. Uh, some people say Qasam Wallahi. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? So it is qasam. It means that I make a swear, an oath, a, so, a swear. I swear by Allah. In other words, what I'm saying, when I say wallahi, you can say either wallahi, tallahi, or billahi. These three words. You can say wallahi, or you can say tallahi, or you can say billahi. You understand? And it all means the same. What it means actually is that I, whatever I'm saying now, I say I'm saying the truth. And I make Allah a witness to what I'm saying. You understand? So if you say Wallah and you speak a lie after that, and you're making Allah a witness to a lie, that's a bigger sin against any person. And also, Sheikh, um, when we talk about uh, the Qasam now, sometimes uh, we find people saying, Wallahi wa Rasul. Mm. Is that correct? Uh, mm. I mean, in, in an instance where you have to swear uh, and it is uh, the truth, that mm. you are speaking and it is for the right purpose for a person to say wallahi wa rasul and mm. then include the rasul as part mm. of the qasam mm. is that appropriate well there's nothing majorly wrong with it because in the time of nabi uh, the companions used to sumba like that they say uh, i say um they used to say things like um i i swear by the one who created you right in whose life is the life of my, whose, whose hands is the life of my mom and my dad, and you. And that they used to make Sumba uh, like that to our Nabi Sallallahu So now our Nabi is not there, so we can say, Billahi wa Rasul, you understand? Mm-hmm. In the name of Allah and the fact that the expressions was there. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala 
Sumba by our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam In the Quran you understand? Oh, And there's various ways in which Allah, our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Allah Sumbas And one of the ways is In one way, particular way Is mentioning our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam In this Qasam But what I want to say here is There's nothing basically majorly major wrong with saying Billahi wa Rasul You understand? Mm. Because Bi anta Bi abi wa anta wa ummi You know Bi abi anta wa ummi Sahabis who say this By my father and my mother and by you, I say, you understand, mm-hmm. by the life of my mother and father, and you, I say, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They used to say that in the time of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So, so, so. so um, uh, the important thing is that all that I say is that on the life of those people, in other words, I say that Allah can take them away if I am telling a lie. And that's what you're saying if you include them in your qasam. Mm-hmm. So in the time of, in the, in the respect of our Nabi, we honor our Nabi to that level, that I say with, through him and his existence, that I say that I didn't do things like that, or I did this, or wallahi, I achieved that. So, but the idea is not to make somebody else, but in regards to your, your deed, or in this regard, make Allah witness to what you are not, uh, um, that you are dishonest about. So be honest and be clear. The other one thing that our Nabi mentioned in, in his hadith prophetic saying, he says, you can find a mu'min, Guilty of anything You can find him guilty of anything But not dishonesty You will not find him guilty of a lie Why? Because he knows A mu'min knows That he can't lie You can find him guilty of anything In this world But he will never speak a lie And he will never be dishonest Why? Because he knows That in fact there's There's um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran in Surah uh, Bani Israel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says um, that when you make a promise that promise Allah is aware of and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question you about it right so that is very important for us to realize the voice of Sheikh Kashif Daman we're in the program Friday Nasiha topic this morning is uh, honesty in life Inshallah. When we come back from this break, we will continue. Stay tuned on VSC 91.3 FM. I see the SMSs are coming in. We'll share that with you later. Programs of religion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Friday Nasiha here on the Voice of the Cape, your favorite radio station on 91.3 FM Studio. But don't forget, we're also on 89.8 and 90.9 if you're looking at the two oceans uh, regions and uh, 95.8 FM. You're listening to us in the Borland or anywhere else in the world, then you can be listening to us on www.vsfm.co.za out in the World Wide Web. Well, this morning in studio, we have uh, Sheikh Kashif Darwin joining us, and Sheikh is talking about. Uh, honesty in the world and uh, what it means for us to be honest and how we um, need to live our lives as Muslims and that that needs to become part of our lives subhanAllah. Uh, Sheikh mentioning before the break also about taking a qasim and what a great sin it is to take a qasim in the presence of Allah subhanAllah make Allah a witness 
to a custom and in actual fact what you are swearing by what you're swearing on is in actual fact a lie so subhanallah may Allah preserve us and protect us from that inshallah uh, Sheikh hand back um, the other thing that I need to bring to the attention of all inshallah is is the fact that um, if you are dishonest which means you are deceiving people on on what you are portraying you understand and there's a prophetic saying in regards to that. And now, when Abi Sam says, "Man ghashana fa whosoever deceives us is not of amongst us. You understand? So, in other words, we need and and yeah, I mean, one of the words that always comes in, even in businesses or in 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 workplaces, what do they speak of? They speak about transparency. And so, they mustn't be underhands and and secrets. And you know, it must be upfront. You understand? Man ghashana fa minna. Who, who uh, deceives us um, They are not of my progeny And we ask Allah SWT to guide and protect our youths Particularly so that they don't fall in, the, in these kind of traps uh, Because ultimately we are living to aspire To the, to the life of our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam You know one of the greatest issues in, in dishonesty Is in businesses you understand and and that didn't only happen, or it's not only happening currently today, but in even in an, in in the lives of the prophets. If you look at Nabi Shuaib wasalam, you'll find that that people used to be dishonest in the way they used to do business. You understand? And Allah speaks about in, in the Quran. Allah says, "Wa ufu wa ida kiltum wazinu bil qistasil mustaqim." Allah says, "Wa ufu bil kail." In other words, when it comes to the weighing of the scales, you understand? Then give what is rightfully due to the person that that's paying for what he is taking. You understand? In other words, don't give him. If he pays for for two kilos, then we give him a half a kilo. You understand? And and charge him for two kilos, right? And fix your scales. Makes it make it right because what they used to do is they used to, you know, fiddle with the scales, and then lie about their business. Now. All of that is based on the importance of being a person that believes in God, knowingly that God has asked us to have good relations with everyone around us. So what does that mean? It means predominantly that our life is not based only in <coughs> spiritual activities, in terms of how to pray to God and how to supplicate to Him and how to uh, give charity in His name or in, for His sake. Or perform certain rituals but it is more to do also with our contribution to society and if there is anything wrong in our dealings with people it will adversely affect our lives and it will also affect our 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 akhira. it's not like we will say that listen you keep religion by religion and business by business there's no such thing you understand and sometimes we find that people are doing businesses and the main modus operandi is how to get the deal through with the gray area not making made spoken of, you understand? Like if you look at a very, very typical example of a good businessman, and, and their the businesses always flourish. In fact, one of the great examples of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that even if a person <coughs> is not um, uh, aware of, in terms of, um, is old and, and he can't really work with money or he can't really read the scales and or whatever the case may be our nabi always used to be clear and and give them what is due to them if people forgot about the chains he used to always make sure that they get that you understand so that is 
it's very important. Like one, one such person was like Imam Abu Hanifa, you know, he was a tradesman. And in his business, he was to be very, 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 very upfront, you understand? And, and one particular incident happened when, he, when there was a, a, a piece of cloth that, that he used to, because he, was, he used to trade in silk, you understand? So due to that, there was a piece of material and there was a guy working in his, in his store, you understand? So there was a piece of material and there was a defect in the material. And, 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 um, and then he, uh, he came to back to the store and he asked, he saw that piece of material was gone. So he asked the guy, that material that was laying there, did you sell it? So he says, yes. So he asked, um, did the person see the defect in it? So he says, no, the person just came on the walk. I was about to close, the person saw the material, he took the material, he gave me, gave me the money and he ran off. So he says, but, did, so the person didn't see. So he went and he went to go and look for that person until he got that person in the market. He brought that person back to the store and he asked the person that I believe you bought something from me this morning and uh, I just want to know, did you examine the piece that you bought? So he says, no, it's not in my bag. So he says, okay, now check it. So he checked it. So when he saw it, he says, there's a defect in it. So he says, it's fine. I know there's a defect in it. I just want to know if you still want it. So he says, no, I don't want it defect. So he, he told the, the salesman, give the money back. And so the person said, yeah, that was a done deal. So he says, don't you know what our Nabi says? That if you sell something to someone and he did not see the defect in it, finding out later on about the defect and he wasn't made aware of it, he is entitled to get his money back. He's entitled to get his money back because he didn't highlight the defect. You understand? Now the issue is maybe not in most of the times, you know, but the issue is really in our time is sometimes we cover the defect. We are covering it up with a whole lot of things. You understand? In order just to get the deal done. And she also sometimes, if we look at uh, the salesman aspect, uh, sometimes people come and they lay a lot of things before you. Um, I've got this wonderful package. I'm selling you this, that, and the other, uh, and uh, it's going to cost you so much money. But there's a contract <coughs> with a fine print that they don't tell you about. Um, like a lot of the time, uh, if we look at uh, uh, when people say, oh, you know, this um, uh, product that you're going to buy or, or this or this service you're going to buy is going to be so much, so much, and so much. And then afterwards, um, when you run into some trouble, when there's a warranty issue, whatever, and now you want to take it back and say, I'm sorry, but you see the fine print is there, the fine print is that, mm -hmm. the fine print is that, subhanAllah. So in actual fact, when they're telling you about how wonderful this is, they um, don't tell about the fine print. They don't print. tell you about the fine print. So in that sense, can that also be sort of uh, seen as a lie? Because those are the things that are supposed to be made clear to you at the time of purchase. Do you know that if this thing happens and you take it away and you come back with this, for example, um, uh, cell phones, for example, it's a major situation with cell phones. And sometimes um, they, they create something. They're looking for something. They, the, the moment you bring the thing back, the main purpose is to find what you did not observe in terms of what is written on the fine print, which I never knew. You understand? And, and those are the things that, that, therefore, because of that, I mean, Abu, Abu Hanifa was a very successful businessman. He was actually, uh, let me just for the sake of a listener tell, say this, 
that Imam Abu Hanifa was such a successful businessman that he was one of the privileged people of the ulama that used to pay his students to study. SubhanAllah. His students used to study by him and used to pay them like Abu Yusuf used to be one of his favorite students. And, um, and as he was studying, this guy just stayed away. And then he went and checked, my friend, what's wrong? So he said, I can't afford, my father wants me to work and I've got a wife and I've got a children. So he said, how much do you need per day? So he said, I need so much, so come, I'll give you that mukafa'ah. That is for you, Bismillah, he goes study the deen of Allah. Allah. Now that is the, the now I say, you understand, just to be honest about it and your dealings, your life and your business can be so smooth. And she, can we say that because there's barakah, in what you're doing. Yes. Allah is pleased with He's you. Blessing. So therefore yeah. Allah blesses what you Allah have. Akbar. Allah Akbar. It's not a better word to say. And the other thing I want to say, uh, are we taking a break now? Yeah, we can. I'll start with the next idea. Okay, next, inshallah. Next. The voice of uh, Sheikh Kashif Damun, the program Friday Nasiha. When we come back, we continue. Stay tuned. Programs of religion on a Friday, only on the voice of the cave. Eleven oh one on the voice of the cave. Uh, you tune to ninety one point three FM, and this is the Friday Nasiha. This morning, the topic on the table is uh, honesty. And uh, we're trying to keep everything on top of the table, nothing underneath <laughs> <laughs> this morning, inshallah. Uh, and uh, the voice uh, of Sheikh Kashif Damun uh, is uh, the one you're listening to on the other side inshallah. of this table. Uh, Sheikh, this morning we're speaking about honesty and uh, we've spoken about this, but the reality is, obviously, this is, these are all part of, this is all part of good character, mm. isn't it? About being a Muslim who uh, uh, deals in this world for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and deals with people for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's sad that sometimes uh, people, like Sheikh has said uh, before the break, they separate deen and business. Yes. Yes. When in actual fact, uh, when we say Islam is a way of life, we're contradicting ourselves yes, yes, by then yes. saying, let's separate the one from the other. And, and one complements the other. In other words, if you do have religion within you and you have a business one side and it conform with what the teachings of God is saying, then it complements your deen. You understand? And uh, yeah, that's basically what it is all about. You understand? It's about. The other thing is, the other thing I want to bring to the listeners' attention is that whatever you do, and I think today the, even the modern world is on that same page. I mean, big, 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 big companies, like, you know, major companies, the main purpose of, of the business is, in fact, one of the things that is driven in business, in their business, is service delivery. You understand? Service delivery, and it's all about service delivery, and that is what what that is what 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 God is teaching us. That if you having a business, the first intention of your business should be service delivery. That I want to bring this product to society to service them. So therefore, you're going to make sure you're giving them the best. You understand, and you're giving them the best services. And that is what life is all about. So um, that is also part of the whole concept of honesty, inshallah. Um, even when we, this is earlier we spoke of, we spoke about the importance of um, 
you know, this prophetically, and Abizam says, there's certain people that Allah won't look at Yom Qiyamah. Allah, Allah won't even speak with them And nothing will, will, will protect them from the anger of Allah And Allah won't even look at them right? And then the, the hadith says Those people who make qasam on the sil'ah Sil'ah means the bid'ah the, 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 the merchandise Now what it means actually is in a, in a, in a, There's another riwayat of the hadith uh, you understand? And it was predominantly referred to that after Asr, because after Asr, the day is almost done. And people want to get rid of their business, uh, their merchandise. And due to that, they, they do anything to get the sale. You know, and they're selling it due to desperation because they, want, they don't want to go home with this item. So they do anything to get the sale. So that's a very, very, very dangerous thing. Now, to just fine to get the cell. But to don't care what you do to get the cell is dangerous. And what certain people are doing, inshallah, na'udhu uh, billah, may Allah protect us against that, is they, are, they want the cell, but they are lying on the deal. You understand? They are dishonest about the deal. And this doesn't affect any person. In other words, if I say to you, um, I'm selling this thing for 25 rand, right? Knowingly, I bought it for 15 rand, which I make a 10 rand profit. But I'm saying to you, I'm, this thing is 25 rand. I'm telling you, I'm selling it below cost. I am not making one cent profit on you. Now, who's, who's not harming me? It's not harming you. I'm promising by God, I'm telling you, I'm making no, pro- no profit on this, this thing. It's not harming you, it's not harming you, no. If you buy the idea, you're buying it. You, you think under impression, you understand the impression that you didn't, you, you got it below cost. But because you are lying, you are dishonest on the deal. Allah says, La yukallimuhum I will not look at them, and I will not talk with those people, Yom Qiyamah. Why? Because... They made me, wallahi, this is, I'm not making a profit on you, on this thing. Now, in heaven's name, what businessman will stand on the corner whole day selling something with no profit? You understand? Mm-hmm. By not making a profit. So, rather, don't say that. You know, don't say it, say, brother, yeah, that is for you. It's so much, 15 rand, bismillah, 20 rand, bismillah. Take it or leave it, it's fine. But to make the qasam on the merchandise, Saying that you're not making a profit. In actual, you're not harming no one. But because of the deed, you are now harming yourself. And also, <coughs> uh, that's, doesn't that also have to do with yakin? Um, because what happens is, when people sell in a, in a dishonest manner, um, then we find that that money goes very quickly. They might make 10,000 rand profit, but they don't know where the money goes. It's just at the the end of the month or the uh, middle of the month or three days from now, five days from now, it's gone. And they don't know where it went. It's like water. It's like water. Like water, exactly. And we find that person who makes business honestly and subhanAllah, with whatever money he's making, he's surviving. And we see these people all the time, informal traders, uh, every day coming back. 
at the same spot and selling and they survive and they send the kids to to high school and to university and they're able to pay for the weddings and they're able to live a life subhanallah with the little money that they're earning uh, yet there's someone on the other side who's, uh, who's earning maybe 10,000 or 20,000 rand a month and they're not even able to sustain uh, their family they've got loans they've got debts they've got this to pay and they're so nick nick deep in in debt subhanallah so it does show us i think the barakah we can see physically from what has been shown to us in terms of what honesty does and what honesty brings and what does honesty brings and 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 for for, for many people might think because i am honest i get a tough situation in my business because it's going slow but just look at the duration of your business then you'll see it is longer there whereas people that is dishonest about their business always they will see them in no time being rich and just a blink of an eye everything's gone everything is gone you understand and and you know it reminds me of a situation you know and i just want to share this to the listeners inshallah um one day ummu habiba you know maybe there's no relation in terms of but but it's important for us to understand that sustenance comes from allah yeah. that this is the the moral of this this whole incident one day ummu habiba which she was the wife of our Nabi Muhammad but she was also the daughter of Abu Sufyan and she was a sister of Ma'awiyah <coughs> so Ma'awiyah was married to the daughter of Abu Sufyan sorry our Rasul was married to the daughter of Abu Sufyan which was also in this regard the sister of sorry uh, the, the, the daughter of um, um, uh, uh, Abu Sufyan right mm-hmm. and the sister of Ma'awiyah so Rasul overheard she making it she made a dua and the dua that she made was, Allahumma mati'ni bi rasooli, bi habibi rasulullah. Mati'ni bi zawji rasulullah. Wa bi abi abu sufyan, wa bi akhi ma'awiyah. And the dua was like this, Oh Allah, grant my husband, rasulullah, a long life. And grant my father a long life, and grant my brother a long life. So our Nabi went up to an, our Nabi said to her, in inti sa'altirillahi anil ayyami ma'aduda wa anil arzaqim maqsuma law sa'altirillahi al-jannata latakuna khayran wa afdal that you are asking Allah on days that has already been ordained and you are asking Allah sometimes on sustenance that has already been disseminated Allah has already decreed how much I'm going to make if you had to ask Allah for those same people that Allah must grant them Jannah would have been better for them because Jannah Allah will give but if you were written 10,000 Rand as a per month as your earnings it's not gonna become 20,000 Rand and if it's gonna become 20,000 Rand it's gonna run out earlier at the end because that was in other words if Allah has said to Kashif Damon you're gonna become you're gonna make in your life the amount of monies that's going to come through your hands is going to be five billion rands. I mean, inshallah. I mean. It's going to go through your, from the day of birth until the day you die. That's the amount of money that's going to come through your hands. And I am, uh, how do they say five, five billion? Mm, yeah, five yeah. Billion. If I manage, at the, if I'm going to die at the age of 60, inshallah, and I've managed to get five billion rands at the age of 50, I'm not gonna get for the next ten years nothing. <laughs> Why? Because it's up. It's finished. So the ten years after the 
if uh, you know the, the 50 at uh, the 50 I, uh, I had 55 billion rands that went through my hand what's going to happen from the last 10 years you understand oh. and that is actually what it is what 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 the say statement is so by dealing and wheeling and lying and conniving around your businesses not going to make you any richer and she also um is is there a, a is there a difference between rizik and wealth because we see um people have a lot of money uh but then at the same time also you can only consume so much at a time so is there a difference between having a rizik, because we ask a lot to increase our rizik and increase our sustenance, but is there a difference between a rizik, actual rizik, and a person's wealth, that all that money you've got in the bank and all and, the clothes? And that is what life is all about. I mean, if I am a millionaire, for example, if anybody is a millionaire, you can only eat one plate of food tonight. You can't eat a million plates of food. If, you, if, you have a, if I'm a millionaire, how many cars can I drive at a time? The other ones was look at me, but I can only drive one. You know, how many houses, how many beds can I sleep in at night? Only one. So that is wealth. That is fine. So your rizik is, now look at rizik, the word rizik that you just mentioned now, is what Allah has sustained you with through, what, what will serve you. So in other words, that bread is the sustenance, is rizik from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if Allah take the sustenance out of the bread, the word blessings out of the bread, so even by eating the bread, being filling the hole that is in your stomach might not serve the purpose that it's needed for. And that is what, what you refer to as, you just rightfully said now, that's the rizik of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even though you've got 20 cars, um, you can only drive one. Even yeah. though you've got uh, a pantry full of food, you can only eat a little bit, you've only got one stomach. Yeah. And uh, it, whatever you can buy at that point in time, you can only buy with whatever money I have available yes, to you, subhanAllah. So, yeah. I just want to end off, inshallah, I don't know how much time we have. I think we can we can do so after the break, inshallah. inshallah. Sheikh, um, the voice of Sheikh Kashif Dhamma, program Friday Nasiha, and uh, we're chatting about uh, honesty, inshallah, back after this. <laughs> البرنامج عالدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of Legion on a Friday only on the voice of the case Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to the Friday Nasiha. SMS lines 47913. Just want to share those messages with you before we continue. The first message says, Yes, I'm so excited to hear Sheikh Kashif on. And that uh, says, Alhamdulillah. No name mentioned there, but uh, shukran so much for that one. And then uh, another message here that reads, uh, Salam Sheikh, uh, shukran to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and all the shayukh and for the role they play in our lives. Alhamdulillah. And it says, Jumma Mubarak. Another one says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, as someone that was raised with the Sunnah of beloved Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and being very observant, I can't understand why my fellow Muslim sisters and brothers find it hard to implement. Please tell me how I must react without it getting to me. Shukran and salam. Then another one, Salam alaikum. I'd just like to ask Sheikh Kashif to make dua for one of his students from Belgravia who is very ill with stage four cancer, Yasin Antile. Uh, shukran. 
then another one that says, uh, Salam Fasih, you're not away, but you and Sheikh Kashif will always bring wonderful memories of Hajj 2010. Maaf, I know, off topic, keep up good work, inshallah. Another one says, Salam, Jumu Barak told my employee and colleague, let us be satisfied and we must say Alhamdulillah, not too long after Allah sent uh, sending more barakah, alhamdulillah. Uh, Allah wants us to, un- to, to be honest, uh, truthful, and uh, sincere, and say alhamdulillah. Another one says, Salam Sheikh, Ka- Sheikh uh, Kashif, Damun Juma Mubarak, my daughter and the in-laws were dishonest in acceptance of one of condition of marriage. After two years now, they still feel they didn't do anything wrong. The consequences affect us today, and it saddens us deeply. We discovered after the marriage that they were dishonest by accepting the conditions of marriage that they knew they had another plan once their son is married to our daughter. What is Sheikh's opinion on this type of dishonesty? Says Shikran. Uh, then another one says, Juma Mubarak, to my parents, Rahmat and Hassan Hatas, and to my kids, Rahma, uh, Rahman, Rana, and uh, Rauda Gordon. May Allah grant her daughter, uh, my, my daughters, uh, Rauda Gordon Shifa, inshallah, Amin. And that's from Mom Ilham Gordon. And I think that is the last of the messages for now. Mm-hmm. And check just the, once again a dua there for a um, person who is ill. Uh, mention the name there. I will find it in a moment. Uh, a, person say, a person asking if she can just make dua for for uh, this person who has uh, stage for cancer. Allah grant you fine. So maybe if we have a minute just before the inshallah, end of the show, inshallah. I mean. mm-hmm. um, so <coughs> she is the topic is dishonesty. And uh, um, Sheikh uh, alluding in the break to something. That I think is very important for us inshallah. to talk about, inshallah. Yeah, uh, uh, the other thing that I want to bring to our attention, and, and we just spoke about the rizik now, you know, and sometimes people, the main sometimes avenue in which people want to be is to gain certain things when they are trying to ap- apply dishonesties to, to gain some money and do that and do that. And with that, people are growing and becoming rich, and the other person becomes jealous and hasad, and they want that person to. To lose the money, knowingly that, like the hadith that I recited just before now, is the fact that uh, Allah already has ordained what rizq you're going to earn in your life. You understand? So I always share this with my with my students in my class, and I say to them, like, if if I'm going to be hasad over the wealth of my brother, for example, I've got a brother and he's he's, he's very wealthy and he's got all the things, and I am his brother and I've got nothing. And I'm hasad over him, right? Don't be hasad. Because number one, first, Yahu Nabi says, إِنَّمَا الْحَسَدْ يَأْكُلُ حَسَنَاتِ كَمَا يَأْكُلُنَا الْخَطَبِ That if you are jealous over people's wealth and whatever they have, anything, you understand? It eats away your good deeds, the way fire eats away the wood that's in it, you understand? So that's number one. Number two is, if it is that through your jealousy, you have managed to bewitch that person, and you've spoken something over him, and he lost everything, being your brother, he might have to come to you for a loan now. <laughs> but had it been that you made dua for him, that Allah must grant him more, he might borrow you one of those millions that he has. <laughs> understand? And that is the message that I want to give across. Don't go there. You understand? Just leave it. If the person has everything, even if he doesn't greet you, he doesn't come and visit you, it doesn't matter to you. At least he's not coming to you and asking you for things. You can still go to him and ask him for things or her, you understand? But the idea is, the moment you bewitch people and he loses everything, then he might come to you and ask you, and then it becomes your burden to serve him because now it becomes your duty to serve that person. The other thing I want to share with our listeners, inshallah, is there was a young man way back, you know, way, way, way back, and he, he at the age of eight, decided he wanted to go and study the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is where it starts. Whatever we want from family and children and neighbors, it starts somewhere. If we want something, it has to start somewhere. 
And 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 uh, this child wanted, at the age of eight years old wanted to go and study the Deen of Allah. And lo and behold, he went to his mom and he says to his mom, there were two brothers. And he said, Mommy, I want to go and study the Deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to embark on this journey to study and I want to go to Baghdad to go and study. So the mom said, I'm very happy for you and I'm glad. And when I, and, and the wife, the mom said, okay, when are you leaving? So they made the date of departure and packed his bags and all those kind of things. And he, but that time there wasn't this kind of, you know, buses and stuff like it was like, if you want to travel, you have to go to the traveling route. And they used to have people traveling on that route. And if you are a single traveler, you wait until they come past, you join them and you carry on with the trip. On the day of departure, the mom greeted the son and saying to the son, my son, I'm greeting you and I know I'm not going to see you again. The next time I'll see you is the time when we will meet each other in Jannah. So that's the first message the mom says. The second message the mom says to this child is, whatever happens from today onwards with you until the day you die, don't ever be dishonest. Don't ever lie. Don't ever speak a lie. Whatever happens, don't speak a lie. Now I'm asking myself, if I send my eight-year-old child to school, will that be the shortest message I'll give him or her? Don't speak a lie. Now I will tell him, don't do this. Don't eat sweets that people are giving you. Don't take this. Don't. The mom is just saying to the son, don't speak a lie. A simple thing, right? Because by lying and by being dishonest, you're cutting your relation with Allah. So the son went with this group of travelers and he went. They were on the road now for a while, for a few days, and then robbers came. And they wanted to rob the whole group. Oh yes, before the mom sent him off, the mom had a bag of money, gold coins. And the mom says, my son, this is your inheritance. And then the mom opened up the inside of the lining of the jacket and she took a needle and she sewed the the gold coins in the inside so it can be safe. So then he went. A few robbers came and the robbers wanted to rob them and they robbed everyone. Lo and behold, they came to this boy and the boy says, the, the robber asked him, listen, what do you have with you? And he says, I've got 10 gold coins in the inside of my jacket. So he didn't speak a, a lie at all. Long story short, um, he then said to the guy, they didn't believe him. And he said to the third guy that asked him, for, the, for heaven's sake, I'm telling you, and he took the hand of them and he put it to the gold coins. So this guy said, really, he's got 10 gold coins. He cut it out and he went. As they, were, they went off with all the jewelry of all the people and the 10 gold coins of this child, the child went on with his trip, knowingly whatever goes, goes to Allah, whatever comes, comes from Allah. And he decided the dhikr. And he decided the dhikr. He'd become angry, he didn't swear the person. And as they were going, the robbers, they stopped every five minutes. And the third minute, first, the third stop, they turned back and they came back. And he went straight to that boy and he gave the 10 gold coins back to that boy. And they asked the boy, where are you going to? He said, we're going to Baghdad. I'm going to Baghdad. I'm going to study the Deen of Allah. And those robbers immediately joined him in studying the Deen of Allah. Oh, again. I'm not saying all oh, ulama is now robbers. Eh? <laughs> <coughs> but what I'm saying here is it, 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 it allows you, the moment you are honest, you change your environment. You understand? And... Allah says in the Quran, ظَهْرَ الْفَسَادُ فِي الْبَرِّ وَالْبَحْرِ بِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِ النَّاسِ A facade will perpetuate and will continue based on my contribution I do towards it. And by a simple slight lie, 
I contribute to the bulk of Assad, inshallah. May Allah protect us. Amen, inshallah. And uh, Sheikh, I think that's it. We, we're going to have, have to leave it. Just before we go, some more messages. Salam, Sheikh, uh, and uh, Kashif and his wife Zainab for the beautiful nasikhas in Makkah and Medina. Alhamdulillah. May Allah reward you in abundance, inshallah, from the 2014 Hajj group. Then someone says, Salam, in business, can one sell items at a higher price if people take until end of month? Uh, and then, Salam, Fasih, could you ask Sheikh Kashif to make the offer for my daughter, Rauda Gordon Canela? This was the missing part of my text. And then also that message uh, for someone who has uh, stage 4 cancer That is uh, Yasin and today Inshallah, inshallah. Maybe if we just have maybe 10-20 seconds just to We'll make, make sure dua inshallah And I want to say salamat to my son's birthday We'll be with tomorrow Muhammad Yusuf He will be turning 19 Inshallah We'll make dua for him as well Al-Fatiha Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam Shafiullah Biyah Mursaleen Sayyidina wa Nabiina Mawlana Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wa ala alihi wa sahabihi wa jama'in Allahumma ashfi mardana Warhamma utana Ya Rabbal Nas Muthi bil ba'as Ishfi anta shafi La shifa'un illa shifa'u Ka shifa'un la yugadiru saqama Nasallallahu al-kareem Rabbal al-awshil al-adhima Yashfiya Yashfiya hum Yashfiya marda al-muslimin Ya Rabbal Alameen Allahumma tawwil lahum fi umrihim وأصلح لهم في دينهم ويسر لهم في أمور الدنيوية والأخروية ورحمه وتحم بسبب يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم اجعلهم من الصالحين واجعلهم من المتقين واجعلهم من الذين يستمعون القول فلا تبون أحسنا سبحان ربنا رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين once again Sheikh Shukran so much for joining us and sharing this beautiful nasikha with us a safe trip back inshallah Jamal to Sheikh and family inshallah and all the best for the rest of the day Shukran Jamal Barak Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah